today we are discussing the topic of ADHD and I chose to interview my good friend Lauren. Me and Lauren have been best friends since literally we were four and I'm 18 now, she's 19, so around 14 years we have been best friends. So it's absolutely insane and obviously we've got a lot of history together and we thought we'd share that and her experience with being diagnosed with ADHD. We both had the same therapist and we both went through the same system so we thought it'd be really good to do an interview discussing how the system helped us in some ways and how it can improve in some ways and just open a discussion for the development of mental health support in the UK. So I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and let's get into it. Okay. We tried doing this on Zoom and it just didn't work, so now we're in person. Finally. Yeah, literally. It's been, we've been trying to do this for like how many? Like four days. Yeah, and it's just not worked out because circumstances. So it's actually nice. Yeah. Okay, so did you want to start off by saying a bit about yourself? Yes. <laughs> Makes it easier. Yeah. Um, I work at Tesco's, obviously. Nice. Like side job, well my main job actually yeah that is pretty much what I do with most of my day like it's the thing that keeps me occupied yeah and then obviously when I'm at home I've got like my sisters and then my boyfriend and then I come out and I'll see you sometimes and yeah and when I've got my money finally which is soon I can actually go out a bit more and do stuff we need to get our piercings we've been trying to get them for god I'm gonna. I don't know how to like do it though. Whether I want to do that, yeah, or no. whether I want to do something else. No, I got you. I got because you. Because obviously my tragus actually fell out. Oh shit! Um, it broke in half. So if anyone doesn't know what the tragus is, it's like that little bit on your ear, like the inside bit. Yeah, but not it's. Fully I don't know how to explain it, but it's that little beady bit. <laughs> yeah. And it just yeah, it broke in half, and I've tried to put like a piercing back in it, but it just won't go back in. So I want to try and get that sorted. And then I do want to get my seconds done again as well because they healed up. Yeah. Sadly. I've got... Can you see that cut there? Oh, my God, yeah. When I had my false piss, I was in the shower and I ripped it. Oh, no. Nice. I know, because I was washing my hair, but I didn't actually notice until two months later because the adrenaline kicked in and I didn't feel any pain until, like, literally, like, a few months later. And I was like, oh, my ear is slit. Oh, no. See, sometimes that's really nice because you obviously can't feel the pain. But then if it's a big cut or something, yeah. it's bad because you can't feel it. And obviously, I was, yeah. like, obviously, like, twiddling my ear or, like, fiddling with it. And, like, mm. I was just cutting it more. So if I'd known, obviously, I would have let it, like, heal. But I had to take it out in the end and just let it heal. And I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, it's not going to heal pretty. Like, it's never going to be pretty. I was like, brilliant, thank you. Oh, how horrible. I know. I was like, okay, great, thanks. No, I love your ears because you've got, like, the big jewels and, like, the diamonds in them. And that's kind of, like, what I want to kind of have. But my ears are kind of just, like, they struggle sometimes to have piercings. Yeah. I think they reject a bit sometimes. Like, the two cartilages were a pain to heal. But yeah. Now they've finally healed. It's a lot better. I can't even take my helix out without, like, bleeding. I have to put it straight back in. The top one's never been out since I've had it pierced. I just can't get it out. I don't know how to. So yeah. I might have to go to the piercer and just be like, can you get this out for me? Because I can't get it out. Yeah, I tried to change my earring and there was just so much fun. I was like, okay, never again. Yeah, this will stay in. it's not working. I want to get a double helix on my left. Mm. And then I want to try and get something here, like, to match the other side. But obviously with the car, I'm like... It, it should be all right. I, I mean, I don't. So. I mean, it's only a cut, isn't it? If it yeah. was more like a deeper scar, I think it would be more of an issue. Yeah, but it's just it's, like a little cut. It's more damaged tissue if it's a scar, I think. Yeah. But so, for those of you who don't know, me and Lauren have been mates since reception, since we were four, so nearly fifteen years. Is it nearly fifteen? Yeah. When oh I turn gosh. nineteen, it'll be when fifteen. When you turn nineteen, oh yeah, because yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I know, that's weird. To think about it, though, like, I don't remember a lot of school and Oh, neither do I. Like, it was all a blur. Like, other than, like, nativity. 
that was maybe the biggest oh, God, thing you I just remember. brought back a, a like blocked memory. I've still got the um like videos on it on like my old like my mum's old like video camera like, I reckon I've got it big as well. blocky camera with the little thing that flips out yeah, that I think mine's on that as well nostalgia right there but like we put it on the TV and all I could see was me and you yeah. I was like I know who that is yeah. I know who it is but we both changed obviously well, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's though. just so weird to see what we like looked like back then and, no like, I know it, it is weird stuff. or even like this time last year Exactly, yeah, like, you can change so much within a couple of months. 100%. It's so weird. Okay, so when did you get diagnosed with ADHD? When I was 18. Yes, quite late on. I know, very late on, compared to what a lot of people do. Like, some boys, especially boys, they get diagnosed when they're three, four, whatever age, and then girls, because they're better at masking it or whatever they don't get diagnosed till they're like in their late teens to adulthood yeah that's just it's insane there's this kid that i work with who's six and he's got it and like you can see like clearly the signs but then there was someone else who also did like the older class who was 15 and she got diagnosed with it but you wouldn't have like known yeah i don't i don't know what it is it could be something to do with hormones or yeah like when girls hit puberty it tends to like shine out more I don't really know, but if it was puberty, then I hit puberty a lot earlier on than 18. So yeah, 100%. I hit it, like, middle school, like, year six. I was one of the early people compared yeah. to a lot of people. I don't so, think I've actually grown that much. You've definitely grown. I remember in, like, year seven, I was, like, four foot 11, and now I'm five foot one. So in that time period, I've grown, like, three inches. I mean, I think you're foot like your shoe size was the one thing that hasn't changed oh that yeah much. In like, your six. height has but your foot size like your shoe size hasn't really changed no in your six i was a one and i'm now like a one or a two in trainers yeah like you're lucky though because you can get like cheaper trainers yeah it like, is good I, i've but... got to pay for like women's it looks ridiculous though when i'm like in ballet because where i haven't done much ballet before for my exams i'm only doing grade five so i'm with people who are like 12 to like 16 mm. and they're all there like oh i need to get some new ballet shoes because like my feet have grown and i'm like what's that i <laughs> don't know what that is my feet have stayed the same since i obviously went yeah. through puberty so like, i think it's normal but i think some people do get a change in shoe size sometimes i don't really know it's often i think you yeah. stop growing when you're 18 for girls oh fuck or yeah i, I have no idea to be honest i'm not I'm not an expert on it, so I can't I can't say that's true, but I believe it's around about that age. Yeah, in dance they said if I like stretch enough I might grow like a few inches, but I was like, but do they know I'm eighteen? That's mm. the thing. Yeah. Like what I know I get stretching like makes your muscles loose, but I don't think it's gonna make me taller. Yeah, like, I don't like I don't know if that's true. It, it, there's a possibility that if you were like <laughs> really flexible and doing stuff like that all the time, that like, that was the case. But like I people say, if you lose. sleep on your back, yeah, that, that can make you taller as well. I don't know. If oh, that's I'm true. screwed then. Yeah, I'm literally. Do you, not, do you not sleep on your back? Do you no. Sleep on your side? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, that explains <laughs> it. She needs to start sleeping on her side side back oh yeah God, no, i will keep I'm that in mind now when i was in acting they said that a really good way to stop like breathing through your mouth and causing like it'll make you live longer is to put tape over your mouth when you sleep and i was like mate i'm just gonna suffocate oh no what? so now i've got to suffocate myself and lie on my back that's like no why would you do I that no but she was like breathing through your nose makes you live longer it's like tape your mouth and i was like sorry the thing is that you only breathe through one nostril at a time do we yeah oh. so it alternates like every few hours or something so you're actually only ever breathing through one nostril so you can go like you're literally yeah you're, what that's weird you're only breathing through one that's mad i know that's true i can tell you that that's true i just like obviously don't know how long it takes for them to like that's switch over. Mad. just know that you breathe through one nostril <laughs> oh my god so was it cams that diagnosed you with adhd pretty much yes took them a solid Wild. few years yeah but they got there in the end they first said it was anxiety and depression yeah which do you think it was in there but i think with adhd you also get anxiety and depression 
So it was kind of linked in there, but they were just not right on the mark. But yeah. They were close. But at the start, they were quite crap. They were like, oh, here's a piece of paper and it says diary on it. Write your feelings on it. Blah, oh, blah. that's what I got given. I was All like, that okay, stuff. Thanks. It took them a while to mention the key school to me. Yeah. Uh, which is not the naughty one. It's the mental health one before people yeah. say it is. Um, it literally, like, we had to go through another school to find out the key school existed. Like, Cam's didn't even tell us. And then eventually when I went to that school, obviously they were to do with mental health and that we went through that process. Yeah. And I still hadn't been diagnosed with ADHD then. And it was getting on to the point where I was turning 18. I was literally pretty much on the week I turned 18, I got diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. And it wasn't even through my actual therapist. It was through the person that prescribed me meds within CAMS. Oh, so the doctor. Yeah. And what they did, they didn't diagnose me at first. They put me on the ADHD pills first yeah. to see if they would actually work. They didn't work, then obviously no ADHD. But if they did work and there was some difference in my mood and my brain, I guess, or whatever, or the chemicals in my brain, yeah. then I had ADHD. And it just happened to go like that and I had ADHD. So Oh wow. Yeah. Pretty much after that we did like a test and I scored it and my mum scored it and then it went through. Oh, we yes. got the results back and it was like, yeah, you have got ADHD. So it was like her second confirmed diagnosis. Yeah. But after that, it was kind of a case of just getting the medications right. Yeah, 100%. Um, it was like figuring out the dosages and all that and then eventually just going from there. Yeah. Oh, those dreaded forms that you have to fill out. Oh, yeah. The questionnaires. I remember when I was being tested for, like, depression when I was, like, 13, mm. I had to give one to, like, my music teacher because I had to give it to a teacher who we were best. And even when it was so for depression, like, some of the questions were, like, has she ever, like, stolen stuff from shops? Has she ever smashed up a building with a baseball bat? And you're like, That was what? exactly some of the ones I had. There was arson on mine. Yes. So, saying yeah. if I set fire or wanted to set fire to anything. One of them was like, if you're mesmerised by fire. And I yeah, was like, that was what? one. Yeah, there's so many weird ones. Like, they have to actually go into full depth to see. And I'm yeah. like, do I actually have to answer this? No, I know. Like, I get it if you're, like, struggling with that sort of thing. But yeah. when you're not and you just get these random questions, you're like, sorry. Like, it's a bit hard for me to understand. I mean, obviously... People can only understand my ADHD to a certain extent if they don't have it. But if yeah. someone has ADHD like me, then they can understand me a bit more. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, you've got ADD. Yeah. I've got ADHD. You understand me. Yeah. 100%. And I understand you. But my mum, on the other hand, she can understand me to a certain extent. And my brother as well. Yeah. It's like certain things, they're like, okay, fair enough. But then they're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But, like, obviously, that's understandable because people aren't exactly the same as me so what support did cams give you if any really um like was it just medication is this a relevant question (laughs) no i'm joking (laughs) cams they gave me zero support i mean honestly my the person that prescribed me medication was the person that gave me support and pretty much it was a case of like he was kind of giving me my mum therapy oh <laughs> a little bit because like me and her we've had like a very rocky relationship yeah. with the whole when i got into secondary school and all okay. that like it just kind of went up it was like an up and down hill there was no there was a good days and then you get the bad days and you get the, sh- sh- the really bad days yeah and it's like you just gotta roll with it i guess yeah but um at the end of it, it was fine, but the support with CAMS was just non-existent. But I would say they, they tried, I guess. But I definitely think the key school, the school I went to, probably helped the most. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, me leaving school was also the best thing because I got to go out on my own. Yeah. And I had to deal with it by myself. And I think because I had so much support in key school, 
I was so scared to leave that school because I said to myself, I was like, I've only been at this school for six months because I was in year 11 at the time. Yeah. And I had to leave. I was ready to leave school anyway because I was going into college. But I wanted to stay on another year yeah. because at the time I did not feel ready. And I was going, I was telling my mom, I was like, Mom, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to stay at the key school. I don't want to go yet. I don't feel ready. And she was like, yeah, but you do realise you're going to be behind everyone else. You're going to be going into college a year late than everyone else. And I had to think about that. I was like, do I really want to be like that? Like, no, do I, I really want to like feel like the slow, not like the slow one, but the slow one out of the group in a way. Yeah. Like feel like I'm lacking and behind everyone else because of this mental health problem. And in the end, I didn't do it. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't do it. Even though I didn't stay in college for very long, I was there for, like, a few months or so. I dropped out. Yeah. I'm happy where I am now, so I'm happy it happened. That's how I sort of feel, because last year I wasn't mentally raised to, like, audition for college and everything. And I was like, shit, I'm going to be a year behind, everything like that. And then I spoke to my one of my dance teachers on Monday, and she was like, a foundation year would really benefit you. I was like, shit, that means I'm going to be two years behind. But then I was like, well, at the end of the day, this is my sort of journey. Like, I couldn't go this year, but I'm auditioning. And if I get off a three-year course, I'll go for it. If I get auditioned at Foundation, I'll go for that first. Like, there is other options. provision in the uk is in like what can cams improve on oh there's so many things oh yeah 100 percent. like i think they need to recommend more mental health schools and not even that like i don't i didn't even live that far away from that school yeah you live it was it's in my area it's in my local area and i had no clue about it it wasn't built that long ago whatever blah blah a couple of years ago because it used to be a library or whatever but that's oh, yeah. that's not important yeah like it doesn't matter <laughs> it, it's it still library. like mental health now is such a frequent thing like my mum's generation or whatever in a way yeah they didn't experience it as much because it wasn't as relevant social media wasn't as a thing yeah whereas now social media is a thing it gets plastered everywhere people can express their own opinions good or bad it it can happen no matter what and i think cams can really just improve on their system to be honest yeah i think figuring out a better system and how to work with young individuals even if that means you get young workers to come in and actually relate to the younger people that have gone through the same thing yeah 100 because if they've got someone to relate to in that way then at least they feel more comfortable because sometimes if you're talking to like an older person yeah not in that way it's just it can't it's not always as comforting because you don't feel like they're on the same level or you don't feel they've gone through that experience like you have and it can just be a bit daunting and upsetting and you just don't know how to go about it not only that but a lot of kids don't know how to express their feelings now because it's kind of all bottled up 100%. and like obviously cams are like come on like you want to get your feelings out of this blah blah, blah. medication isn't always the way oh i know i'm <laughs> like oh. it's not always the way like not every child wants to be dosed up on meds and sent back out into the school and gone there you go you're fine now yeah you're like, not though you're not like you can't discharge the kid or the child or whatever once you have medicated them I remember I got told the medication is just to help with the symptoms. You have to deal with the actual illness. I was like, okay, brilliant. Can I have some support? We'll be giving you medication. Okay, thank you. Brilliant. The one system, the one part of the system I do understand is this is what my um, prescriber said to me is that on my medication, eventually it will get lowered over the years and you will slowly come off of it. That is completely understandable because obviously you've got to learn how to deal with it eventually. Yeah, that does. You can't rely on medications the whole rest of your life. 
And I think that's why some people don't want to take, like, some kids don't want to take the meds because they're like, why do I want to take something that I can only take for a short period of time that's going to make me happy and then I have to come off of them again? Yeah, that really scares me because I was having a conversation they were like, we're start lowering it down at your 18. I was like, no, like, I'm not comfortable with that currently because I've been on it at the end of the day since I was 12. Like... It's what I've sort of... I did all my teenage years on it. It's kind of like a comfort it's, thing. Exactly. It's The thought of not being on it anymore is actually quite scary because now I'm so used to it. It's not addictive, but in a way, it's that thing that you go to because it helps you feel better. 100%. Because obviously it's doing chemicals and bits in your brain Yeah, that is making you feel more less anxious, less depressed less whatever obviously issue is going on yeah and that's probably what a lot of people get scared about but then again it's also the fact that they won't do much when there's self-harm in it no either they they i mean they can only do so much like telling you to stop and whatever but that's another thing that's completely crap about the system they don't consider the actual dangers of what kid can go to and the extent they can go to like they think it's like so mild like oh it's depression like it's just like this and that no there's more to it <laughs> there's like so many different layers and like types yeah like anxiety i swear it's like seven different main types yeah let alone the other types each person has it differently which i know sounds daunting to what a normal therapist or whatever oh my god it's all different in each person yeah but everyone's different literally <laughs> so like you can't expect like one um problem to not work on like not one problem not like one thing to work on one child and another thing not to work on another child exactly. obviously it's going to work on one child it's not going to work on both of the children yeah like um, one medication like sertraline for example works on some people it doesn't work on everyone like it worked on me like that's what i take but didn't work on me exactly I, I, it made me too drowsy, made me too, it made me worse, I think, if anything, and it made yeah. me feel like, um, bugs were crawling under my skin. Yeah. I had that sensation a lot, it was weird, I don't understand it, but that's why I stopped taking it. No, that. that's, yeah, and then on the other hand, it did work for me, so like, mm. thanks truck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two sort of things to say. I remember, like, there was people who used to come into school and talk about, like, the mental health support they provided, and one of them was like, we can only support you for an hour a week and it's like it was this was like a suicide hotline Mm. and they're like after an hour we will have to hang up on you and we were like well if someone's about to commit suicide and they're finally coming down and then you just get hung up on yeah that's that's really dangerous in my opinion that is um i don't understand why they don't have that many mental health um assistants or anything or teachers within schools like like mainstream schools because yeah. you don't get any of that you just get like the um little side ta or something like that oh or yeah like the tutor on the side or you have to go to your tutor uh like the person that you see in the morning like first thing before yeah. you go to age lesson which don't get me wrong they could be helpful but like they're usually just a math teacher or an english teacher yeah they're not an actually they're not actually there to help for your mental health and support you. They're just there to kind of comfort you and make you feel better for that minute. Yeah. And then get you to go to your lesson kind of thing. I was really lucky with Leaf because they had a really good support system. And I could have like weekly meetings or I could just go out lessons when I needed to because they understood. And with my work, there's like a list of first aiders and then next to it there's a list of mental health first aiders who have a qualification to help you. So I thought that was really good. That was where I work currently. And one time, obviously, after my friend passed away, Chet Walker, mm. I did have a bit of, like, a little meltdown at work. And they were like, okay, go to the staff room, let us know, like, how you're doing. You can leave the shift if you want, or you can come mm. back. And that was really, like, nice. Another thing I'd say with CAMS is they need to work on their communication. Oh, 100%. Like, I went there, <clears throat> voice gone. I went there, so the first year I had this therapist, Linda. Linda left, and I didn't get told until six months later after I was, like, I, I have not spoken to anyone in six months. They were like, she's gone. I was like, when? Wait, Linda, I think I had You her did too. have her. Do you remember when she just oh, left? And we I just did it. Her. She was so nice, but then she left. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. 
Yeah. But at least, like, somebody tell me. Yeah, true, because then I got the little scary little woman doctor. She's quite Oh, I had her as well. I had her. I didn't like her because she... (laughs) 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 One thing that made me laugh is when I first saw her, and I'm not trying to be horrible in any sort of way, it was, like, anything, but she... She is very small. She's a very small woman, and the chair yeah. was quite high. She had to do a little hop onto the chair, and it did make me giggle slightly. So I just had to put that out there. I remember I was in, <laughs> I was in with Linda one time, and I was like crying because like I'd got when I was like twelve or thirteen, I started speaking to this eighteen or nineteen year old, and obviously got my heart broken. And I was crying, and the doctor walked in, who you're on about, and just went. We'll get you some antidepressants. Oh and I was like, I've literally never spoken to you before. Who are you? What's happening? I, be, I mean, sometimes they do try to be jokey and try to light the mood up. Oh, no, I actually got put on them that day. Oh, God. Like, That's that was awful. not a joke. That was actually genuine. I got put on. That was the day I started antidepressants. I never, I've never been on antidepressants. I think some of the um, anxiety meds that I took, other than sertraline, had an effect on depression as well yeah because um it was more or less both yeah but when i took the adhd ones well, when i found out i had adhd my anxiety and depression kind of went yeah kind of like stopped with that and it was more like adhd 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 i don't know yeah. why but i'm not necessarily depressed anymore i would I still have my moments and all. Yeah, that's what but like I'm not me. depressed. <laughs> yeah, but the communication as well. Like, I then got put on another therapist. So I was like, okay, she then left, and I did not get told. Mm. Doctor then left, and I did not get told until like months later. And then during lockdown, they were like, okay, we're going to treat you for OCD because that's when I got diagnosed. So I did yeah. this online course, and the only thing I can sort of remember from it is my therapist was like, okay, I'm going to stand on this chair, and in your brain, you're going to tell me that I'm going to break my arm. And I was like, no. I was just like, wait, what? And they were like, no. say it in your head. And then they were like, okay. Well, now I was thinking about it. When you're doing your compulsions or you're obsessing, just be like, well, you didn't break my arm, so your mind's not powerful. That's not how it works. And I was like, okay, brilliant, thank you. Even I and wouldn't then, know. Even I know that's not how it works. Yeah, that was because <laughs> in your head you're not thinking that, so they're trying to make that go into yeah, your head. Yeah, I was but like, because you're not thinking that in the first place, it's not going to work. I know. <laughs> That was during the first lockdown, and then I kept messaging them, because bearing in mind this was, like, three years ago, when, that's mad, 20, no, like, two and a bit, year, nearly three years ago, and then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get you another therapist, because I was like, well, now I don't have a therapist, and they just didn't until, like, I left, because I got a, sorry, don't worry, I saw the doctor a few times, and we were, like, sorting out the medications, so they kept putting me on antipsychotic meds for my sleep, which then made me psychotic, because it has a... It's antipsychotic, but it has like a what's it called? What's it called? Then it's like a downside. A downside. Oh, I don't know, but what's I know what you're on about. Side effects. That's it. <laughs> but it had a side effect of hallucinations. I was like, no. Oh Jesus, here we go. That's like what I had with the searching with like the bugs. Yeah. It felt like something crawling under my skin, so I literally felt like I was itching my arms constantly. Yeah. Oh, the feeling, just even thinking about it, is making my skin crawl. No, I know. It's horrible. That's, that's horrific. Yeah, and then I just got email like, oh, you're being discharged now, you're 18. I was like, nobody told me this. And they were like, well, it's medication we can't prescribe to you when you're 18. I was like, could you not, like, tell me this in advance? Yeah. Like, not, like, the day. Like, lost about a therapist for two months. And then in my final appointment, they were like, can you give us your honest opinion? I was like, the communication can be better. Three of my therapists left, and I had no idea. I was left without any help for two years and you guys just kept telling me you were gonna get me one like if you didn't have someone tell me so i wasn't then just waiting around for it and then now you're just changing my meds which i had no idea about i was like okay great this they're so unpredictable they are i really think communication especially needs to change that was fucking insane because poor linda we didn't even know no i know (laughs) linda linda's not gonna be listening to us but linda if you ever hear this we loved you and we're sorry that we didn't get to say goodbye. It's just we weren't told till six fucking months later. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really sad. <laughs> Literally. So how did the medication affect you? I know you said, like, the bugs and, like, that's how searching affects yeah, you. Yeah, that's how searching affects me. But I don't always tend to take my ADHD ones anymore yeah. as much because, one, I don't really feel comfortable with it because 
like I said, I want to get used to living with ADHD by myself and not yeah, have to rely course. on those meds instead. And I'm coping pretty well. I've, I've got my job going in that, so I'm doing absolutely fine. Yeah. It's obviously when I'm on them, I the main thing is insom- insomnia. So obviously I take them. They only last eight hours, so it's like a... 45 minute release period that they start so when yeah. i take it in that 45 minutes that tablet releases into my body which then starts the chemicals in my brain yeah my whole like pres- prescriber went through this with me so it's yeah. like i kind of know it all but um there was multiple different meds that i could have gone on but he said that this one was the best one i think it's called equism oh okay yes i know that so one. yeah it's like a blue and white pill but that's like the 10 milligrams and then it's like different colors for each higher milligram that just reminded me another thing Hamston didn't tell me basically they decided to give me instead of like my 50 tablets and I'd take four of them they'd give me a hundred milligrams and they didn't tell me and the chemist didn't tell me so I took four thinking it was my regular 200 and I was on 400 and they're like she can't take it for a few days like you need to monitor her side effects. I was like, well, thanks for the heads up, lads. Yeah, I will say they're very not, they're not very good at telling you the right dosage of what you oh, can get. Oh, they're really not. As we've both experienced. Yeah, literally. Um, both of us have had an issue where we've taken too much of a tablet accidentally. Yeah, and like just not been told. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, pretty much I take the tablet within that period to... If for say I'm doing a work day, we'll just use this as an example for yeah. take them on work days because no, sort that. Um, pretty much I'll take it and yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it working. I yeah. can feel the difference because I feel it almost feels like you're high. <laughs> yeah. For example, I guess if um if you want to say that like or if you're like a bit like tipsy or whatever, it yeah. feels like that um not like tipsy but like you feel a bit like calmer and you feel like you're nice and like, yeah zen it's that kind of feel like like if i was to have a cigarette if you get like a nikki rush or that kind of lot oh i had one this morning it's nice i had a nikki rush <laughs> i haven't so had nice. it in ages i somehow got one this morning and i was like i'm gonna just it lay here for nice. a bit i mostly get it from amberly frag so i will say that's why i do tend to lean yeah. into that or you dry at the back of your bit if you if you really want to but yeah not always it's not always a go-to but um and um after that i can start to feel it like ease off yeah and it, it goes pretty quickly like I'll, I'll feel it pretty quick and then eventually it's usually like night time at that point and it's like oh sleep but my ADHD's back ah okay. that's the issue like I can't sleep with all that yeah hyperness so it's kind of difficult but um I just try and like turn off all the lights and like yeah like me and my boyfriend go to bed like kind of early anyway because he doesn't want to stay up too late because we need sleep both of us because we are quite tired because i'm anemic as well yeah and being anemic like i've got low iron so i take oh, I iron tablets I yeah i've got i've iron got the tablets. wrong dosage of iron tablets as well from the doctors oh uh, it was all going on oh no yeah so iron and folic acid tablets yeah the little yellow Things. Well, I had little red ones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> look I, at us with our yeah, colours. My Bright yellow, though. Like, a bit weird. They look a bit like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, pretty much. I just, no, I just never could sleep. So it was a case of, like, me and my boyfriend, he, like, we'd go to bed early, usually about 10 or 11, I guess. Yeah. Depending if we both could work. And then it's just a case of I try and get to sleep, but I usually wake up during the night, and that's why I don't tend to take them because like it just plays with my sleep schedule. Yeah, like, I, I want good sleep. I want to be able to sleep, especially with being anemic. Like I need my sleep because even during the day I'm tired. Yeah, and I don't need it, and it's just an extra thing for me to have to worry about, especially because. Yeah. The shifts I do at work, now I do like a four to nine. They're fucking insane. Like, I do five hours maximum, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. 
I'll I, go yeah, do my dance. My Christmas hours haven't even hit yet, so I've got to work out my Christmas oh hours my with my, my manager. So I'm probably going to be doing about five days a week. So I only do three days a week at the moment. I do four till nine on Thursday, and then a twelve till seven on Friday, which is probably yeah. my biggest shift of the week. It's my longest one because. I go during the morning to work and I come yeah. up at night and it's like, oh my God, it's long. And then my Saturday one's my 10 to 5, which is always the busiest day at work. Yeah. And it, again, feels fairly long because now the sunset's about, like, half oh, four. Yeah, I'm still going to work in, like, the dark at this point. So I have to walk, like, the longer way back sometimes because my mum's like, oh, I don't want you walking the back way. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not bothered like no i, I, I just want to go home quicker because it's so much easier than i go to bed i'll go like in stance and it'll be like light and i'll come out and it'll be pitch black i'm like what the f- hold on a minute yeah i mean don't get me wrong i love winter it's my favorite season oh i'm a summer girl through and through oh yeah i don't get me wrong i love summer as well i love love summer but i love winter because of like my birthdays yeah of course. and i've got christmas and all that and i do like christmas yeah I do like giving out presents and buying presents for people. I mean, it'll be the third year in a row that I've bought my mum's boyfriend a rocket cushion, a giant rocket cushion. Oh, nice. It's like a, we're doing it in like a three-year running thing. <laughs> so I'm going to keep buying one every year. I love that. affected your relationships for example romantic family friends so family's been a big one yeah especially me and my mum but me and my brother he resented me for a while um because he thought i got the attention from my mum because she focused on me a lot because of my adhd and he was kind of looked at as the golden child the one that was I'm supposed to get good grades yeah. and all that shit, and he felt pressured pretty much. I don't know why I'm out of breath because I should walk down the freaking stairs. It's alright, don't worry, take your time, you're all good. But, um, my voice, um, pretty much. Yeah, he resented me for a while. He didn't, he disliked me, he didn't like being around me, he fought with me a lot. We had a lot of fights. Yeah. We didn't get along, especially in school. We get along now. Yeah. Like a lot more than we ever did, but um, before completely did not like me. Jesus. <laughs> but um, me and my mum, we used to shout at, like, at each other loads. A lot of like, calling each other names yeah all that lot um she used to say she'd kick me out of the house one time she threw my clothes out the window jesus christ um i think i have stayed at mates houses a few times and stayed at theirs for a few nights before um one of my mates house who had a flat um i used to go around there a lot and i'd stay around there for a couple of nights and we'd go out like clubbing sometimes yeah literally it's affected a lot of things to be honest yeah but um as far it goes for my romantic relationship like my boyfriend completely understands yeah he's so understanding when it comes to the way i am and my mental health with him also having mental health yeah issues as well but um we obviously have that normal healthy relationship fights oh yeah 100%. the biggest one we ever had was where he had to walk out the house because he had to defuse himself from the situation yeah and i also walked out the house as well because i wanted to go for a walk just to like clear my head yeah and i think i walked the same way as he did and we ended up crossing paths yeah he was on the other side of the road i was on the other side and he shouted um, something over the road. I can't remember what it was. It was like something stupid. And there was a man on the other side of the road and he heard. 
and I think I told him to fuck off or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, just no. And then I was getting so upset. And then the same night we like sorted it out. Yeah. Like that's what usually happens when we have a fight. Like when it happens, which isn't often. Yeah. Um, like we just it gets sorted out within the night because we don't want to have to deal with it. We we don't want to have to be those petty people that just keep a fight going for some for stupid no reason, reason whatsoever especially it's like, if it's over something so little yeah like come on <laughs> literally but my relationships have gotten a lot better with my family since yeah especially since i've left school school was the biggest thing i think when my mum homeschooled me she definitely didn't like doing it she just let me get do it like online and stuff that's i remember we were both homeschooled at the same time we were. and we were like you seen this website? I mean, my grandad paid for it. It was a hundred quid, I think, for the website. Yeah. I hardly used it. <laughs> like, homeschool was kind of just like the free getaway from having to get to do nothing. Oh, literally same. That's what homeschooling was for me. Like, I did literally nothing. I used to, like, do, like, three hours of, like, a little bit of work here and there. And then I'd just sit on my fucking ass. Wake up in the morning, you feel motivated do a little bit and then to the end of like closer to the end of the day and you're like yeah no <laughs> i'm done thanks <laughs> yeah literally awful but yeah that was pretty much my relationships with my family and yeah i i definitely um the relationship i am quite happy about that has actually turned into a better relationship is me and my brother yeah. so i always thought he was just gonna be like that with me and i was like i don't really want to be around that if he's gonna just I understand why he he was like that. Like yeah. I hundred percent understand his point of view. It's just that at the same time, I I didn't know what I was going through, so I had to, a lot to deal with. Yeah. But obviously, so did he. I like it wasn't just me going through it. It was my whole family. <laughs> yeah, of course. So yeah. How has it impacted your work? I it know. impacted my work a lot. Yeah, I know quite a bit of it. You can share as little or as much as you want. It's yeah, completely yeah, of up to you. So, I started working when I was 16 with my old best mate, Lacey. Oh, yeah, the little cafe yeah. down the quay yeah, yeah, where yeah. I used to come see you guys. Yeah, um, that job was absolutely fine. But, yeah, no, that job lasted under a year. It was, yeah. it was an okay job because COVID hit. Oh, shit, yeah. COVID hit, blah, blah, all that crap. Um. And then I went to Tesco's, and I was at Tesco's doing dot-com for a while. Oh, yeah. I was there for a year and a half. Um, I, I was at... Um, the first apartment I was on was dot-com, and then I moved on to Produce for a little bit because I had some issues. This is not long after I got diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. So it was a case of I was still trying to cope with how to do stuff, and because, obviously, with ADHD, the brain is three years behind or whatever yeah um i don't like when people say that no it's whatever it's you gotta get on with it but um my i wasn't like really like up to working and stuff it wasn't really the thing i wanted to do i was still in that kind of like i can't be asked to do anything yes but um i ended up leaving because i had really bad attendance at tesco's and i was like i don't want to get to the point where i ended up getting sacked yeah so i was like right i'm just gonna leave and then i went to a waitressing job um called pie great at first but they made us clean for the first month because they hadn't even got the place renovated yet yeah so we weren't even working we were training at the same time doing like waitressing training with blah blah i already knew it all because i'd already done waitressing and then it was a case of like they would get us to like hold the trays properly we had to walk around we had to role play as well yeah so we had to do that in front of everyone so that was fun but the good thing was we went out for like drinks and all that and we all went out afterwards yeah that's nice got a bit drunk very drunk one of the first nights um i met um two people um we went out and we went back to his uni flat we ended up getting slaughtered that night um literally oh him sorry i i think someone spilled liquid on my jeans oh jesus can't remember what liquid but it was a liquid and i ended up having to put on his gay best mate's trousers 
So we went into his, like, we knocked on his, like, uni door and was like, do you have any trousers? And they were, like, these purple and pink plaid, like, oh tailored trousers. God. And I had to put them on and I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? And then the same incident that night happened. Someone spilt water on someone's said laptop. Oh, I remember that. It was a whole that. incident and we were up until, like, four or five in the morning. I got home at, like, six in the morning that night. Jesus it was It was mayhem. But... Other than that, it was really good. And then eventually I started obviously working at Pi. It was going really well. Um, I wasn't actually not going in that much. I was going in. I had some days where I wouldn't go in, but that was just that odd occasional mental health day that I needed. I remember like going to visit you and one time they got me doing some waitressing and I was like, hold the fuck up, I don't work here. They were like, can you move that table? Can you take that tray? Like, I was like, hold a minute, I don't fucking work here and I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to hold a tray. To be honest, we were all like a little family there. We were all very like friendly and quite close. You were, yeah, everyone there was quite nice like yeah. when i used to visit they'd be like oh yeah here you go like oh we know you you're lauren's mate and like when i see you like we could go out yeah, it, like percent. it would it was so relaxed and chill but at the same time it was so unorganized and not actually yeah. a good business to the point where i got my first paycheck in and i was underpaid by 300 pounds um that 300 pounds was meant to be my training period for that i did the cleaning in and the training um we ended up going for a meeting with the head head person of pie pizza that works in london he Uh, hated me i don't know why yeah he worked in his problem was all i did was order a drink and suddenly i was a huge liability in an issue i was like all right thanks he works at the battersea one because there's three pie locations um because this is the third one they've opened in Paul. It's the biggest yeah. one, supposedly. But um, he, um, we talked to him about it. I brought my mum's boyfriend over, aka my stepdad, I guess, if you want to call him that. Yeah. Um, we'll call him that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and pretty much um, we tried to sort it out. And eventually they gave me some money. I only got 200 What the fuck? out of it. But I was still happy. Yeah, I'd be happy, it took but them still a while, though. It took them a long time. It took them about two months to give me the money. The so by then, I had forgotten about it completely. And I was, like, over it and done with it. And then all of a sudden, I look in my account, and I'm like, hold on, I've got 200 quid in there. Scroll down, see if it's wrong. I'm like, fucking cheeky fucks. <laughs> you little bitches. And I'm like, right, well, at least I got my money. And then I just spent it. And I was like, well... <laughs> me. I, I didn't tell my mum or anything. I was like because that's my that's for me now that was my yeah exactly it wasn't it wasn't supposed to go to anyone it was for me yeah i was like well i might as well do something with it because i finally got it yeah 100 (laughs) percent. and i said to myself when i got that money anyway when i thought i was getting that money in that paycheck i was going to spend it anyway yeah so i was just happy that i got it in the end but eventually after the pie i decided to leave yeah especially after that incident yeah and then eventually i went to another place called savers oh god yeah i was there for about two weeks yeah <laughs> um i didn't last long because the pay uh was minimum wage for my age and i was 18 turning 19 at 19 yeah. at the time and i was on seven pound 46 an hour what the fuck? it was a good little job good little little shop to work in um, yeah but, but it was right. just not it was not worth the effort yeah. and time because i was doing about four or five days a week only getting that amount of money and i was bringing home about the same amount i was bringing about 700 quid home yeah which was i could bought more back so then i decided to go back to tasco's and it worked out i yeah. got a job back and i'm just on a different department i'm on fnf now so yeah i'm doing that and i get paid 10 pound 30 an hour so nice. i'm on a lot better and i haven't had any issues so i'm a lot better than where i was yeah 100 the whole fiasco with like it does adhd does affect a lot of your life and people don't realize like they think it's such a um cool thing to have oh, it can get that. romanticized i hate a little it when people bit. romanticize pens- uh, mental illness that it's like you fucking yeah, joking like, why would you want that like are you right <laughs> like uh there's something wrong with people who are like oh, i wish i had this mental illness or i did a quiz online and now i've got this mental illness like exactly. fuck off like the one mental illness i never thought i'd have was ADHD. yeah and i've got it and i'm like whoa okay what the, what the hell 
But, like, I always thought it was just, like, being hyperactive and stuff. Yeah. But until I learned more into it and I learned actually what it was and I learned why I'm, like, why... Why I am like why I am is that what I meant? Why yeah, I no, am I get like I, we get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why you're like the way you are? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and um, it like helped me understand a lot. Yeah, and everything because I literally genuinely thought it. She was like the stereotypical like hyperactive, annoying little person that's yeah. in your ear that just don't stop talking. Yeah, and it makes you want to go like that and cringe like that yeah, with your ear it's, like, it's just like no yeah, yeah. but no it's it's there's a lot of dark moments to it but people don't like to just dis- like disclose them i guess yeah but i think it should be talked about more 100 percent. is there anything else you'd like <laughs> i dropped my phone <laughs> oh dear is there anything else you want to add to anything not really no i think i've um, yeah done no you've done really well thank you so much that's all right that's brilliant love that fully enjoyed this interview and I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. The main thing we wanted to discuss was how mental health is represented in the UK and what support is given and how we can develop on that as well as just an open discussion and I'm really interested in hearing your guys' points so if you wanted to email them to me or you can message me them I really really hope this will be like an open discussion as I think it's really important because like me and Lauren said the amount of people who actually suffer with mental health and the amount of people who aren't getting support is insane and it's scary the lack of support and when we do get support how for example with me I just got left out of the loop for literally like two years two three years and then suddenly I was just left and I had no idea what was going on especially the communication it needs to be so much more open certain and also like Lauren said there is this whole sort of scare. Scary, it's scary taking medication. I'm scared of coming off of it because I don't know how I'm going to be like. And I know some people are scared to be put on it. And I want to break the stigma around taking medication, but I'm not going to lie, I am scared to come off of it. As the same as some people are scared to go on it. But yeah, if you did enjoy this episode, please like, follow the podcast, and if you're feeling extra, leave a review. And I'll see you next Sunday.